right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. It was just going to be, uh, this is Sally here, it was just going to be the C-suite uh, doing this. Uh, we've got TC across the table from me. Hello. Great to have you here. Uh, NG Shu, Neil, is in town and leaving very early for a trip tomorrow. And we didn't think we'd have him, but he's stayed awake I'm, watching a lot of golf and now I'm he's in. concerned about missing flights, so here I am. I was going to pull like the Ehrlich Bachman move where like the you know startup's going on inside your house, but... Instead, I've decided to jump in and and get involved. All right. Well, uh, maybe, a, maybe a stretch of a take there. Very disruptive. The chaos theory is bucking its head very, very early in the year. Uh, we had a whole bunch of things ready to talk about. I did not not know that tournament was going to get that good. It looked like JT was going to cruise all the way to the finish line. I feel like I feel like he got a lot of. He just kind of lost his swing down the stretch. Like he just completely just looked uncomfortable for the moment that that. Uh, the putt lipped in that he didn't think he th- that he thought he made. He didn't really seem to swing it very well, and I I don't know about you guys. I wouldn't want to be hitting shots off of those lies at that golf course when I did lost lost confidence in my swing. I actually thought the one that he hit, I think the second playoff hole, the kind of the bad drive that he hit up on the right, he hit a super flat lie. So I didn't think that was actually a bad. But you can't thing really for get him. there, you know, like that, for sure. But it, there, but yeah. that was actually yeah, yeah. one of the ones he hit probably the best shot from you know some bad left misses there did that look familiar to you neil the the, the first three what he hit into the hazard looked very familiar he's put the left miss in play the so the the twitter the twitter uh the uh the 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 cavalier police were out very quickly and put very much they were very quickly they were there was video evidence though (laughs) indisputable you could say video evidence you know you, you you gotta ask the questions I believe it was period point Blake that didn't cross there was the quote. Listen, well, honestly, say? at first I th- we were both thinking the same thing, but you get an aerial, you see like the bunker. There's like a bigger cut in of the hazard, and then it kind of like re cuts back into the fairway. So then it made sense to me. But, and there's obviously an element of shot shape to that. But and and we'll also Azinger said immediately like he's gonna be dropping way back there, you know. So that kind of feeds into people being like, what what happened here? I don't know if we're taking everything Azinger says at face value. I think Azinger... That's a separate conversation. (laughs) A take that we can circle back to. I think Azinger's going to get better as the year goes along. Because he's he's watched golf for a year now. That's true. I, I don't dislike Zinger as, as much as a lot of people do. And we're not going to we're not going to do coverage stuff just just yet. But we we're glossing past the best part of the day. <laughs> Patrick Reed with a putt as the as the sun is setting. It's already set. It's dark out there. <laughs> it's, well, it, don't I mean, bury the lead. This is the lead. It's much. It's much darker out there. Can you, it was way darker than the cameras made it look. But can you believe he almost was able to overcome somebody yelling cheater? As he gagged a putt on the 18th green in the third playoff hole, he, uh, you know, what, what a story about all those overcome is the is the real all the adversity. Here. Seriously, all it's been adversity. a tough tough going, couple months for him. Going all the way back to the Ryder Cup. That's right. I mean, all the things that were brought on him, totally not done by him himself yeah. and yeah. only himself. Uh, I will say the guy that yelled cheater. Story. One, he yelled it after the putt. We watched it a couple times. He yelled it after the putt was gone. It was clearly, well, well after the putt. well after the putt, Very balls away, putt. balls away. And I mean that's that's kind of that it's vigilante fair that's fair game. It's the vigilante stuff. You're you gotta you got he's gotta be 
ready for it, man. That's a- that's accountability. a fact of life. Right he didn't there. get any punishment otherwise. Like, is he classy from the fan? No, but is he is he wrong? Yeah. No. Can we talk about the fact that yeah, Kessler <laughs> tried to fight a fan at the most recent PGA Tour yes. event and, and got zero punishment. And he's well, on the bag. Maybe he got fined. Who knows? Who knows what their jurisdictions like? It, it was in. in <laughs> It's in a different country, you know. I mean, maybe the, maybe the PGA's maybe their hands are tied. I don't Interpol's know. Interpol's involved. Can yeah, you exactly. Like it's there's a lot of lot of moving parts, you know. It's if international. Kessler, if Kessler wasn't able to be there, how much? You just adding that to the list of things that Reed would have to have had to overcome. Exactly. Does the PGA Tour honestly can they like suspend caddies? Is that a thing? I'm sure they could do something. Do something, or they? I guess they wouldn't let him caddy the final day. They could not let him on the grounds, right? Like they credential yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah. So they could pull. They te- of course it's got to be in the contract somewhere. Yeah. Everything else is right. Like everything about video or yeah. any little minutia or ambush marketing. Like the, there's there's a clause for everything. There are the army of lawyers. Okay? Well, the, the, what? Why is the tour and the like Golf Channel bending over backwards for Reed? Like why Reed? Because Do everybody's for everyone. Everybody's a class act. Yeah, but like what? unless you unless you you smoke pot or no no unno- no, no, no. unknowingly it's, take a ban it's a that, substance it's it's because he's in the top ten in the world because if you're in like the top tier you're a marketable dude we'll just yeah we'll cover it up because you're making you're making us money but like if you're not and you do those things it you then be you can be made an example of Whereas, I have like, a great, I don't think he's an but, example. Why hasn't there been any commentary about like the reaction to what has happened? Not as I know we're making we're making fun of this whole thing of like them talking about him overcoming stuff, but why isn't there anybody explaining like how many people are out there, including players, that are extremely suspect about what happened and have said things and are continuing to say things about it? Because the tour just expects everything to blow over like it always does, and and everybody's That's a class fair. act. You know what I think the, the sickest thing would be? Is if the European tour, of which Patrick oh. Reed is a lifetime member, decided to indefinitely suspend him. Why is he a lifetime member? Well, your guess is as good as no, mine. He, they, was a, he was a European tour member. If you're a European tour member and you win a major, they make you a lifetime really? member. Yeah. So so let me ask you this, Sally. What are you looking for from the tour? Like for them to make a statement of some no, kind? No, no. Like, like, like release even, a press I'm release? I'm talking or about the broadcast right now. Okay, okay. Like the announcers, like, at least give both sides of the story. Like, yeah. get, we saw. So it's more, like, it's more on the coverage than it is like I thought the tour. The, it's two different conversations, yeah. I think. I think the tour has, the, the boat has passed. Well, no, they're not going to. No, because him. I think the tour is leaning, they're leaning so hard I on agree. Golf Channel and NBC. But at least, the, at least Golf Channel and NBC can present. Both sides of it very fairly. All you have, you don't have to say like everyone thinks he's a cheater. All you have to do is present and say he did some things. He's done. He has a very yeah. questionable past. He is clearly. We had this whole violation. Explain the violation instead of acting like it was just some horrible event that happened to him. Yeah. Explain like he made his bed here. Well, I think I, I do give Azinger credit this week. I think Azinger's done a pretty good job of of addressing the elephant in the room a little bit while while Dan Hicks, you know, just tries to. Make it as class acty as possible. Um, Do you think? Are so pre-production meeting Wednesday. They, you know, notes on all the players. There's notes on Reed. Like I'm sure they have a paragraph or like bullet points on like, hey, here's how you, here's how we want to address this. Yeah, I think it's just like does that is that influenced? You think like from the tour from the. Oh, there are the Newton's law. Well, like it's already in motion. Like yeah. The whole well, like did those motion? fall downhill from oh, straight up during during the President's Cup week? And I'm sure in the whole lead up to this, there were guys 
Like there were certain VPs of communications from the tour watching every every bit of uh, live from and Golf Central and calling Golf Channel to complain and to advise like you guys better not you know you better not go down this road basically. <laughs> it's just I don't know. I, I like that's so so that's how much they're trying to control the narrative of hey let's just make everybody be quiet and make sure this goes away and the more they do that the longer it, it stays an well, issue honestly. i know it's, but, that's, well, we're gonna keep it alive yeah. the fans are gonna keep it alive. Yeah. clearly somebody there yeah. at the tournament like this somebody I, I forget i just saw a million tweets go off when this happened somebody said imagine what happens is gonna happen in new york at, at the u.s open for for Reed it's gonna be year. sick it's gonna be amazing yeah. that's like the one like time the that i want event. new yorkers to actually yeah. be new yorkers <laughs> <laughs> otherwise it's, it's a total novelty and you hate it but you know. Well, I mean, but if you look at for if you're looking at it from the tour standpoint, there's probably a million examples of stuff that they have buried, not buried, but like said, let's not talk about this anymore. That did go away. That's true, right? Because think about it: in the last five years, there weren't a ton of outlets for people to like keep it alive if it wasn't live from or something on the Golf Channel. It's very very so true. they you know the playbook may not be working anymore, but, but we'll see. Like I mean, you yeah. could look. The only example you'd have is like the Kucher tipping stuff last year. And like that's right. still alive, but it's kind of become like a, you know, a parody at this point. Like I don't know if it's still like, but, that but I guess a, that's not as egregious. I that guess. had a six month life cycle. And it's still yeah, going. True. Like Rory shredding him yeah. at that one event. Yeah. <laughs> but that's at least like good nature. Yeah, it's completely yeah. off course and no technical yeah, rules not, broken. It's like, no man. Like there's a reason why everyone's upset about this. And we, well, who do we think is like on the wrong of this? Wanna, Every all of the people <laughs> watching this or Reed? Like wh wh which one do we think is wrong? I really want to. Talk about Reed's post round interview and just the fact that he's like a cartoon villain. Like yeah. he, the way he, but yeah. that's what they have to make him out to be. I like know. that's what he like, is. God, that's the reality. I so know. He, it's right it's there crazy, for you. Though. It's there for you. Take his, his body language. Is he's like you they know cut he's got dodgy laughing. eyes. It's unbelievable. He's wearing, laughing, just, wearing all black. He was laughing yeah. in the scores tent when JT missed the. Like, I that know. Was it's great. he's like. He really can't help himself. It's crazy. I think Reed and Bryson should team up to be the Bash Brothers. <laughs> oh, that would be. I mean, maybe I don't know if somebody's like kinda, somebody out there. In maybe the DJ said, but it is. That. It feels like with Reed to me, it feels like WWE. It really feels like pro wrestling, man. Like what is, it's like what he's the bad dude, man. What is Bryson gonna do to get the attention back on himself now? I mean, he's got a real. The game has been upped. Reed has taken to a whole new level. When do you think the Bryson shirtless pick is coming? Oh man! Right? Is, I mean, he's been lifting. He's, When's Bryson gonna play? Tory is his first tournament. Uh, I, I, or is he I don't playing? Know. Is he playing Sony this week? Like, I feel like he's been he's been in the gym a bunch, you know, trying to get to that like two. What was like two twenty eight? He's got a new website. I feel like he's gonna probably give us a bodybuilding pick at some point in the next couple months. Can we go back to Reed and talk about the lost ball, found ball situation? I think it was yesterday, right? Yeah. On, can on we, Saturday. Can we take a quick break to talk about Xander for a second? For sure. And then yes. we'll, we'll I would get love to, to talk about Xander. Xander played some golf this week. I feel like everyone was getting really amped. About, and it's everyone does this in the beginning of every season of like, all right, no, so JT and Xander are going to win all the majors this year. But what is the realistic like projection for Xander this year? I think Xander's going to win the PGA. Okay. I was getting ready. I think by the end perfect. of, I'm guessing by the end of this podcast or next week, we'll have given out. 12 major championships but i'm yeah. willing to say i love that i think that he's a great great pick for the PGA. i also the way he played the masters last year i know i mean and he's so he did, he's so solid man it's unbelievable so like the way he hits those uh those three woods like he did it last year to win here at kapalua and then 
I just like, well, the iron into seventeen. Oh my too. god! It's kind of like the Stenson three wood. You know, like, that yeah. thing is just nuclear. The it's only crazy. one I didn't like, I was expecting him. I think it was on fifteen, the short four with the bunkers all down the middle. He had the good drive. He had oh. the, he had the yeah. great drive. JT was in the bunker, yeah, yeah. and then he kind of laid. You know, just shit wedge shot, and I feel that man. But <laughs> I was like legitimately shocked that that happened that, that well, transpired i just I, I love watching this tournament I'll, we'll, we're going to talk some a bit about that but how many different shots the guys have to play but he seems he doesn't seem on the surface to be the most like creative player like he hits it really high and it's kind of a formulaic approach but his his success at this golf course is pretty hard to ignore at this point I mean, well the fact that he hits it so high but but the but plays well at such a windy golf course Seriously. i think like lends itself to all right the guy's got some serious touch and artistry in his game well some would say that it might be because of a new callaway prototype driver that he has in play Sheesh. this is 270 episodes how I about know, that i know how to do this now he used it uh to win three matches for the victorious u.s team at the president's cup he said he liked the prototype driver since the first time he tried it it has served him well at kapalua this this week so get this he led the field in strokes gained t to green and strokes gained around the green this week using you ready are you ready the new chrome soft x golf ball i don't know if you saw the triple really? track on there but it is the new golf ball is he, he has the prototype track? he has I'm the prototype he has the prototype golf ball um he after his round on saturday he told pga tour radio i'm using a new golf ball it's callaway's new chrome soft i'm not even trying to solicit it it's just I feel more comfortable with it because before I was a little worried with little half shots and spin. Now I'm more comfortable in pressing the ball lower to the ground and not worrying about what it's going to do, either blow up or get too flighted. I'm comfortable with how I'm hitting it, especially on he's, those slighted and shots. He's, he's playing the Chrome Soft X? The Chrome Soft X, the new one, well, you know which who, is not out yet. It's coming not the out, one I, Not the one that I'm, I play the same triple track Chrome Soft X. I'm trying to tell you that, that this ball is not out <laughs> yet. You don't want to listen. I'm just making sure. You okay. know, maybe, I, maybe I'm getting the new stuff. You're going to get the new stuff here eventually. We're all, right. all going to get the new stuff eventually. You can find all that information, all the what's in the bag information at CallawayGolf.com. For Fair enough. I'll take your word for it. I'm trying to get you guys excited for the new equipment that's about to come Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Well, I was, I was bummed. You know, I thought he was going to just waltz into the rest of that playoff. He putted super well. The stat that Zinger threw out was right before he missed the putt on the last hole. <laughs> he was ninety five percent from inside ten feet this week. Can we? Can we? That's what that he said. Stat. I know that stat is literally so said that. I said bad, something though. to Tron right when he said, "I was like, that is unbelievable." Neil, Neil, Neil said word for word. That's wild, man. Yeah. I mean, is <laughs> that's it, that stat is meant for Neil though. Like, <laughs> why? Because he only had like it, like that stat. Means like he was like nine. Nothing. You know, it's probably like all five footers, and so they just like use okay. that number. You just doesn't really. It doesn't really tell you anything. But they Fair they love that stat. Listen, the that's that's the kind of uh, data analysis I need. There you go. You know, okay. Some, but I love seeing but you I, excited. But I was that some could I call that off guard. Grade inflation a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, fair enough. I need to watch bit. more golf, I guess. Yeah. To, he, to he figure did. out where they're I like where leading me astray. I like that you're, you're kind of getting into this right at the beginning of the season, the most exciting part of the PGA Tour season right now. Yeah, sure. You're here for it. You're down at the kill house. You're going to soak it all up with us, and you're going to see why we get well, so excited. Well, it was kind of sick when, when he said that, and then he missed the putt. Yeah. <laughs> what did he <laughs> like, do? Oh, man. Did he chunk the putt? On the, the, the from the fringe, yeah. I think he I think he did not hit that good. Does the 18th green at Capitol, do we like it? It seems a little... It's Mickey Mouse. I, I want to say this. I said it to TC as well. And tell me if this is a bad take. 17 and 18, they're 
this, they're like the same hole, but one's a par yeah. four, one's a par five. Like they look exactly the same from the blimp or they, from the aerial they're, view. They're pretty similar, they, right? So yeah. that to me, I don't really love that. Um, I like the the 18th a fun hole to watch golf on, but I see what you're saying. Where like if you hit 20 yards in front of the green, it rolls like the same way to the back of the green from like all those whether it's within like a 20 yard wide dispersion mm -hmm. of where that ball lands in front of the green, it still ends up in like same the same spot. spot in the back left. So Unless you is, get gusted. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you get gusted. Good call. <laughs> so that what you just said right there is like always my response for people that say they don't understand what the term shot value means. It's like it, that for that whole wide range to have the same result means the shot value is somewhat limited in that. Now, I think there was just some randomness with the way the wind was blowing. It's a first year with all these grasses so and everything. So you got to let it grow in. But like JT's chip that stopped, we were talking about this, JT's chip that stopped from by the bleachers and uh, yeah. Xander's putt that yeah, went. I know. That, they that looked like they were chip. the same speed. JT's looked like it was moving faster, and I don't know how JT stopped. And It was a little Xander's bit different didn't. angle, but still. And then Reed's, like, like I thought Reed's was going to stay up at the top of the yeah. hill, and it came all the way down before we get going too much further can you guys talk to me a little bit about herbal active i don't want to get too far away i know you guys are excited you're going to need some herbal active for, for tomorrow, sure I tomorrow well i'm not going to take some now because how do you spell it U R B A L A C T I V. that's the it? one problem i have with it it's it, cbd every time it, i see urb i just think of urban meyer <laughs> It's my it's only not an official herbal spokesman. active. Got any more brain busters for me? <laughs> not an official spokesman spokesman for herbal active. It is uh, the go to <laughs> CBD product in this household. Uh, I am three to four drops on the tongue before going to bed. Maybe half an hour before going believe, to bed. So you're you're on top of the tongue and not not sublingual. I'm on top. Should I be sublingual? You should be sublingual. Whoa, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Well, I go in the coffee. Five to six. Well, I'm just six is kind of the sweet about spot. About to say, I took it before playing golf on Friday, yeah. and I shot my lowest round that I've ever shot at the back. Did you have the mints the out there too? I did not. I just took There's a couple of drops. In the bag. I handled my bad shots a lot better, I think. Yeah. Uh, and my stomach was causing me fits, and I was just like, "Hey, it, it kind of has been said to be well, a catch-all for a lot of things." Yeah, it has. But it's one of those things. I've if I take it consistently, like I couldn't. I'll. It's almost like you forget you took it, and then you're like, "Hey, man, like I feel like." much less jittery yeah and then you, you almost don't realize why and then you're like oh actually that's why. that that probably makes sense i did some personal testing at the end of the year or like q3 last year when we first started working with them tried to ice isolate the placebo effect and yeah like totally forgot i was taking it mm -hmm. and i was like man like I, I haven't slept like this in decades i so anyway herbal ACTIV, uh, NLU twenty for twenty percent off your purchase. There's been a lot of people sending us, you know, messages. They're tr you're trying to stack discount codes. You can't yeah, do that. Can't do that. Can't do it. That's, that's a Shopify wide thing. That's, that's not. Second. That's not just Herbal Active. People try to do that in the pro shop yeah. too, and it's it, come I on, man. Well, it's, it's also not the TC way. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So moving on, you wanted to talk a bit about Reed and the rules issue that happened. Can we first talk about the refinement of uh, Kapalua, the plantation course? What did you think? Well, it was a it was a renovation or a restoration. Can we stop calling it a rejuvenation or a refinement? There is a, a reason why it's called that. It was a rejoicing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think there's some 
some uh, political shaking moving around that comes with the term it's, refinement. It, it deals with like the city government. I can't confirm tonight. Like I, okay. I couldn't be. I couldn't tell you that. Listen but for sure. Yeah, uh, it's something along those lines. Um, so there's reason why they, they call it. God, see, there's Reed on TV. Look at he said. Well, just because just like because they're animal. calling it that doesn't mean we have to call well, it that. Well, I like to stay, help stay on brand. You know, they they did some good work. Can I say that, this? I, I didn't watch a ton of. The, I watched the golf for the last three hours. I didn't really notice a difference. So, and that's a casual, the, the eye of a casual fan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right? it's, so it's, it's not, it's hard for me. And it's like, hey, what's the difference? Oh, the greens are, they're going to be a ton firmer. The course looked really soft, obviously weather related. But like to a casual eye. Yeah, to a casual could, eye, it's definitely. May, not and maybe 17, 18, or I guess 15 through 18 aren't a good indication. Maybe the, you know, what re- restoration was. My, my on biggest the front. takeaway, it looks a lot less grainy. Yes, um, it's also it's which it's celebration Bermuda to celebration it's bitches. Celebration bitches. <laughs> <laughs> but like they did some good segments on Golf Central, like the five thirty to six o'clock window uh, with Rolfing sitting out there and t- talking about like all the changes that it made, changing the angle on six. What's the part? The big part three across the ravine, like how they changed the angle, Down, why yeah. they did it, and how it's better for amateur golfers, harder for pros. And like how much pinnable space they added by flattening out some spots and helping to ramp up the green speed. I thought it was really good, interesting. They put a centerline bunker there in the middle of the fifth fairway, which was kind of a dumb hole before that, and make players think about going around that. But are they going to take that centerline bunker out? <laughs> I don't think they're going to. It seems to be... Uh, a, I didn't hear anyone complaining about the bunker. You know what I loved was those guys... No, I, th- I think they all complained about it before the week. Did they? Yeah. Oh, that was like a big storyline going into it. And Wensloff and the tour people were like, you know, we'll we'll see how this goes. All right, we let them kind of have their cake over here. Um, but in that golf in that golf week column that uh, Adam Shupak wrote, where I think sixty percent of the guys that were surveyed said they would have Core and Crenshaw design a course mm-hmm. for them, and it's like, yeah, here you go. A lot of the same guys saying that are also skipping Trinity Forest. Correct. <laughs> yeah. So, so do pros? I don't just, think do they pros, were. Des- it was. Sorry. I don't think. I think it's different than designing a tournament course, though. I do think. Okay, I, I think that that there is a difference there. Do pros? Corey Crenshaw's are very fun to play, but a lot of guys don't like competing on them. Well, or and especially the way that the tour sets up. Yes, Trinity Forest. Yeah. Do the pros just hate centerline bunkers? Is that? I know Kucher does. What we're getting at? Well, like I, the TPC Boston thing with like. I try. I talked to JT a little bit about that this week. I was like, "What do you think of the new bunker?" He's like, "Oh, I mean, it's a very easy hole. I think it makes total sense." And he's like, why are you asking? I'm like, oh, you wanted the one in Boston taken out. And he's like, he was adamant. He's like, dude, it was a great hole before that. It just, the bunker doesn't make any sense there. Blah, blah, blah. And he, he's like, we'll die on now, that He's block. saying that it's a case by case. It was like yes. that hole specifically, yes. that bunker sucks. Yes. He's not like, people have made it out to be like, he just hates all centerline bunkers. But like, no, it's. it's and so then why do you think they're complaining it. about it this week? Because I didn't see. I, I didn't see. I, them, seen the I didn't see the whole thing about them complaining this week. But that was, I mean, I, I think that was in the lead up to where. How, how wide is that fairway? <laughs> It's like 140 <laughs> yards wide. If Luke Donald Go. was in the field, he'd probably be calling Bill Core a cock. <laughs> Which is wh- speaking of Can fairway you tell width, the story of that in case people don't know. Yeah, please. He just said what, it was what, Gil, Twitter, it was Gil Hans Boston. Is a cock. It, Gil Hans redid the 18th green, and uh, so, uh, Luke Donald messed something up there, and he was trying to DM somebody, but he accidentally publicly tweeted, "Gil Hans is a cock." <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Um, I was gonna say that with the fairway though, like eighteen the, in regulation when JT hit that drive, 
And it was like, oh my god, that's off the planet. <laughs> and, he said, the he, he had, and not only that, he had like 15 yards, like of like. It's like, oh, and then Azinger's like, that might be that might be gone. He's like, oh no, he's fine. And it was like, come on, man, Neil. I think you would thrive at Kapalua. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I was like, oh, that looks like a really appealing tee shot for me. <laughs> that's what I don't understand about like like why does 18 even the tee shot just messes with JT just. Aim down the left, and and you got the whole world to the right. That's what I, I think. Like he just looked like his confidence was shook. Like when you put a, make a couple, like when pros have a couple left misses, it's hard to stand up and wail on a ball. I would imagine. I mean, I, yeah, especially because like, you have to get the well, right to left. Yeah, on it to and get so, the- I mean something. Azinger said that it stuck with me. Patrick Reed like. It makes a six footer. Like, oh, that's a seven hundred four thousand dollar putt. Like, I think a lot of things change when that kind of money's on the line. I don't care how much you like. Won. I don't think pros get real nervous, like really nervous down the stretch like when they're playing yeah. well. Like, you just yeah, kind of absolutely. blacked yes. out a little bit. Yeah. And I just think that JT was not playing well coming down the stretch, trying to hold on to a lead, and that's like the nightmare situation again. Yeah. When you, especially when you can't hit shots off flat lies. Yeah. Like if, if you're uncomfortable <clears throat> and that ball's above your feet on a down slope and all that, I, yeah. no thank you. I have yeah. like, nothing no. to do with the that. The step through shot that I those guys hit on 17. It. I don't understand no, it. Like I, I know we're in that's all the anti left thing. That's what they were saying on the telecast. I think it's like literally just downhill and you're lo- like yeah. keeping your balance as you. I tell you what I do off it. that lie though I. I start dipping my right shoulder so much, and the ball just... Oh, my God. It's an auto no, it's right. auto chunk for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I, I, trying, I, to, trying to wail on a you know, long iron or a wood? Like, no way. I don't even understand the physics of it. Um, I, I know we've had our fun in the past with Mark Rolfing on his, uh, his allegiance to Hawaii. I love Rolf. Rolf I, I do, too. Yeah. I, he takes it so well, too. I have a hard time not just like laughing along it's with it. It's become him. a bit. It is a bit, and he knows it. Like he know, He's steering into it. He tagged us in the tweet that was like... Like today, the the, the plane was coming in from Molokai or wherever. He's like, yep, that's a nine-seater right there. And there's, a, there's a couch in the back. Man, you know what? It's... Rolf, and I think Hicks said, Rolf, I don't know how you've done it for all these years. And he goes, man, it's tough to leave, but that flight home is real easy every time. <laughs> he's the best. He's, he is. He can take a joke. He knows that he's steering so far into the Hawaii bit at this point. And it's actually, if you do, like, if you look past the, the whole bit and everything, like, it is very insightful stuff. I, all I, the stuff he knows about the course yeah. is is nuts. I've got a bad question then. Go ahead. Why is he so associated with Hawaii? Obviously, he lives there. Yeah. But did he not live there, and then he just started living there recently? He's like there a long time. He's part of so, the reason the tournament's even yeah. there. He helped okay. convince them. I, I think he helped like, build a court. Yeah. Like, he was like, yeah. he convinced Corin Crenshaw. He is, he is he's Kunu. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> for getting Sarah Marshall. He lives down yeah. near the beach. And he, when he moved out there, surf he stopped wearing a watch. <laughs> did he? Yeah. yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. Well, so, but was, was he, no, was he, like, was he a regular... On the broadcast, because he's not on the broadcast every week. Not every week, but he's but he's, he's just golf channel. Was he obviously. more involved before with like announcing? Like, what, did he, did he like dial was he, back to it? Yeah, was now. he like a weekly guy? Say like you know on six in the booth on sixteen, and then he's, he's like, yeah, I'm going to move to Hawaii, he's and a, he'll yeah, do golf channel sometimes. I don't. I never keep track of when people aren't there, but he's yeah. he's on there. He's, okay, yeah, he does. All right, yeah. Uh, but he is he is like the Ryder Cup guy too. Because I've always kind of had that yeah. question. I like yeah. I know the the Rolf in Hawaii. Oh, he's the Hawaiian guy. But I'm like, well, what? But like, how do you get? You know. <laughs> you well, just, I said I, I guess you just live there for long enough. And you, you talk about Kona guy. wins enough, man. Well, great story. I uh, I tweeted a couple of years ago. I said if 
if Rolfing was a vegan who did CrossFit, the first thing he would tell you was still that he lived in Hawaii. Yeah. And like when I met Rolfing, he's like, I had a good, he's like, I had a good laugh about the CrossFit tweet. Yeah. Like, he gets it. He's yeah. in on it. Do you think they call him a howle over there? I is that a, is that slang for? That's like a, a mainlander that like comes a, over, kind of kind of a derogatory term for. No, nah, I know, think he people knows, that aren't from Hawaii. He's but. been there long enough. I think he calls other people that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is he, my favorite week of Kuchar the year, though. When out. actually next, it's more the Sony Open. When you get to, it's like Thursday or Friday, and it's like there's nobody really you know there's one or two guys like scattered about Hawaiian shirts on just like oh my god I just remembered. It's going to be the return of the canoe gifs all week on PGA Tour. The Spieth and Smiley Kaufman. Pour one the out for Smiley. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's going but to be no, the guys week. in the, the, the guy, you're like, how did that guy? Like, man, you know, like when you live in New York City and it's cold and it's like, how, how do I get to do what that guy like, yeah. does? Like, he gets to hang out on the golf course and on Friday, like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, and shout out to Barry because that's also become a new tradition. Our guy Barry in, in Hawaii, he's like, he'll be in the background <laughs> of some golf shot this week wearing a no laying up shirt. Um, Scottish can we talk guy, about the Cantley, best about Cantley's scene on the uh 17th hole. Was that Friday night after dark? Uh, he sounded like Milton Wadams talking about well, my ties. <laughs> Cantley's caught with a hot mic saying. I've been waiting for this win for 40 years. These pampered fucks need to play. Okay, two more holes and it's time for a Mai Tai. And Canley like, apparently doesn't even drink. And I, I mean, people are speculating that, that he was making fun of Rolfing, I guess. But people on the ground are adamant that he, like his caddy was adamant that he wasn't. And I, I talked to one other person on the ground. I was like, no, he honestly was not making fun of Rolfing. But I don't know. It was a weird moment. I don't know who he's quoting. They're telling some story. It's an out-of-context quote, but it was awesome. You said something on Twitter that was like, this is not going to be good for... This is why we can't have nice this things. Is, we're not going to yeah. get much more mic'd up player conversation. Yeah, this, but it's face. like, you guys, blew, that, that's your fault. Like, yeah. just don't... You it's know, just turn it on. Have someone monitor it. Turn it on at the right time. It doesn't always have to be live, is my yeah, point. Yeah, true. I mean, you can record. That's if you get well some said. good audio bits, like record it's like hard knocks. It's like hard knocks. Yes. Is it live? But you get the best dialogue on shows Yeah, like but that. the problem is, the to- you know, the tour is going to... Oh, Oh, that guy said something mildly insightful. Like, we're there's no way we're gonna let that air. I know. <laughs> I, I I agree. But if you're gonna, as long as you give the players the confidence that you're gonna filter out all the things that are gonna really embarrass them. Somebody said if it's if it's after nine p.m. on the East Coast, all bets are Send off. It. I, I agree. Of course, they're not going to agree with that. Like, but. I mean, NFL Films is a good example. Do they get when it's really that? really produced golf channel. But like NFL mic'd up is never good. When it's like, you know, Russell Wilson, like, come on, come on, let's, let's stay hot. You know, like, it's just like this, you know, like, true. like but that, that stuff's never good. But the NFL films, the hard knocks, yeah. but that's almost after well, they went through yeah. well, the hours one thing, and hours and hours of it. The one thing that happened this year uh, when Sam Darnold, I think they were playing the Patriots, he was mic'd up. And ESPN had the the uh, sideline mic, and they and yeah. and he said, "Man, I'm seeing, I'm seeing ghosts." ghosts. <laughs> they were like, "Why the fuck would you ever let that air?" <laughs> like the, the 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 entire Jets organization was livid, I guess. Yeah, and it, it's a tough balance. Yeah. I can see, but I think that's a better, a closer, and more realistic option than like, "Hey, mic up all the players and like let them go nuts." It like, just goes back to something you retweeted this week. Where it was like basically like it's. It's endearing and interesting and like just makes the game richer and more colorful if like you do let these guys have a little bit of personality and a yeah. little bit of 
honesty and authenticity to them. Whereas the, you know, every, it goes back to the tour thing. Everybody's a class act. Yeah. Nobody's ever said a bad word in their life. I totally understand golf channel or the tour or whatever, removing that from the replay of the broadcast. Like it, I completely understand. They, they removed the, they can't removed lay. the can't lay part. And when they replayed the sure. broadcast, that makes complete sense. Yeah. Like it's an FCC violation. If you do that during the daytime, I'm pretty sure yeah. like I, that almost is, I got, I really honestly don't have an issue with that, but like, the point the Garrett Morrison tweet, I think I, you're talking about that. I retweeted was like the fact that they celebrated, like the tour celebrated Reed making fun of, like mocking yeah. the crowd and then acting like this thing never happened is like Cantley's got a 5K fine coming his way, but that is well it's worth just it. It's such me. a he got some fans this week, it's such a variable for them that would, yeah, whoever you know, it just would, it's just something that keeps people up at night. Like, what we don't know what they could possibly say, so we're just like not gonna. We're not gonna, we're not gonna do that. It's it's right? really refreshing like, to I, know it's that not hard to understand that I guess that Cantlay is not like Patrick Bateman from from uh, I, I think, American Psycho. Yeah, but I think Cantlay just doesn't like truly doesn't give a fuck. Like he like, he really doesn't. Yeah. And anyway, maybe we get this kind of post hype sleeper emergence like like Kepka. Like they, eventually we're gonna find out that Cantlay is actually pretty interesting if he decides like start letting it fly. Uh, going back to the does the tour find Golf Channel? I think they're finding them in the new. Uh, TV rights deal, the $700 million the tour, a year. The tour, I wouldn't say the tour find them. The FCC, uh, uh, I would have to imagine, yeah. like, you can't air F. I was going to say, like, like CBS and NBC crying foul and crying yeah. poor and saying, hey, like, this is not a profitable broadcast. Oh, here's here's almost twice as much money. Oh, my God. We're, we need to do a separate pod on... <laughs> it incredible. hasn't been announced yet. It has been reported in the Sports Business Journal that... The PGA Tour rights overall went from four hundred million a year to seven hundred million a year. So, enjoy your commercials. Congrats to Big J for getting the bag. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I will. Let's wait until the details are out officially. I hope they come out and say that they have a whole new plan for commercials. Do I think that's going to happen? Of course not. But let's give them the chance to at least come out with it. Quick them. point today. Did you notice that uh, they had like Mike Thomas? I think he was walking with Ben Crenshaw. First of all, yeah, Mike Thomas got so much. A lot of airtime. Airtime. Yeah. Um, but I think he was walking with Ben Crenshaw, and they just totally ignored, disregarded Ben Crenshaw. <laughs> that's crazy. Todd Lewis was like, yeah, Mike Thomas is out here. <laughs> like, yeah, how about, you know, that's an interesting tidbit right there, too, next to him. Um, can we, I, I don't even know where to go. Maybe we did a lot of re, I, but real quick on the broadcast, I just want to say how fun that event is to watch. I think 34 guys is a great number for a golf network to be able to kind of wrap their hands around it sure. and give them some space to talk about things. You're not, you don't need to rush from shot to shot. You don't need to well, show they're us all, everything. And they're all so relaxed. The, yeah. The broadcast, they're all, you they know, sluggers in his, you know, Hawaiian casual. He's not wearing his, his cowboy hat. It's Fresh great. off of whale watching. Yeah. Dude, like honestly, they're, they're talking about some inside jokes and stuff and bones and, and then we're going back and forth on Thursday or Friday. I forget which day. And I was like, man, I'm listening right now. When you guys say, yeah, he's got to, you know the wind's they, coming off the right, and he's got to lay, lay this out there. I don't listen. I don't yeah. hear it. So like, if you if you do some dumb stuff, yeah. like I'm watching the screen. Well, TC called it out today too. Uh, they're getting some great camera angles coming in on 18, mm. like the low camera with the ball coming out, like slinging out to the JT you know, the in the draw. playoff. That's yes. that's the one. Got the thing. ocean out behind it. It's good. Lo- it's a good. It, I mean, it's obviously just a good looking course, but like the elevation change, I mm-hmm. think helps a ton with that. I wish they'd go with more super low. Yes camera shots like the all the towers out there behind the greens are 
enti- it seemed like they're entirely too high, and everything gets washed out and looks so flat. You said this after the President's Cup. What's the one shot you remember from the President's Cup, camera angle-wise? Uh, Uphill par four. Well, the camera angle we were talking about from the President's Cup. The putt Tiger had on yeah, that part. Oh, yeah. With like the con- it's like yeah. it, you put the context back yes. into it. You know, it strips all the context yeah. out when you're up above and you just see, you don't see any reactions, you don't see any of the slope in the green, yeah. you don't see the vista, the 40-mile yeah. vista out to Molokai yeah. or whatever. Um, I was going to say in the President's Cup, it was the, um, whatever that short par four is with the crazy blowout bunker on the left that the guys were... There's number six was the... Number six, driver, I think. Yeah. yeah, and that just because of the elevation, like, yeah. and the camera was low, yeah. kind of behind them, and it was like, you know, you'd see it shooting up, up, and then they'd the switch it and show you where it landed. Mm-hmm. Number six on, on the composite. Of course, number yeah. 10 on the west. But course. again, it's I think, you know, camera height, but also, like, anywhere you can, showing the That's part of the elevation. thing. I feel like sometimes they're, they, the balls they air off. so much on the side of being focused on being buttoned up and having these, these perfect... Yeah stable shots and sometimes it's like Switching it up, looks bro. so much more authentic and real when you've got a handheld there and you're behind the guy or yep. you're showing the crowd and a little bit they of texture did a way better job with caddy conversations this week that yeah. was a, especially down the stretch like a clearly focused approach to doing that yeah. i felt like we saw a lot of wolf and morikawa yep. and um, I, that's where like if the mic'd up stuff like just stick with that like you can there's not a lot of Horrible things these guys are going to say to their caddies, and right? They usually know when, like, they're having, like, when they're talking yeah. back and forth that the mic's right on them. Like, they can yeah. see the mic right on them. It shouldn't be a surprise, but but that's where I'd almost say, like, go with the mics on the player, but just ha- like have an agreement with them where it's like, hey, we're just we're just here for the caddy conversation, or mic the caddy up and know that, yeah. like, you know, it's almost like make the mic less of a intrusion intrusion so that you're going to get more and then you can go it's just another tool in the in the box can we talk about the read rules thing i don't really even i mean i don't we can't even go too deep into it because it wasn't it was just weird it was uh so like he hits his ball in like a hat in the penalty area or something to the left of i forget which hole they should put snakes in that high grass (laughs) that'd be sick randy said velociraptors (laughs) uh and reed it was just a weird situation. They looked for the ball for a while. Apparently, a volunteer found it and moved it. And it was, it just unfolded weird. And Reed said to Todd Lewis after the round, the volunteer went to separate the grass to look at the golf ball. And then the golf ball moved and sank to the very bottom. Like, are we. So then, so then what did he do after that? I, well, did how he did play Reed it from there? know that? Is Reed standing right next to the volunteer as the volunteer moves his ball and sees it stink to the bottom? Funny story. So, Zach, when he, Zach Blair, when he was at the. U.S. Open this year at Pebble and just lit himself on fire. In the midst of that, uh, his playing partner, Alex Pru, stepped on his ball while they were looking for it and ended up finding it because he stepped on it. And the rules official comes over and was like, yo, like you have to like recreate that lie. And Zach's like, I don't know what the lie was. And he was like, well, you got to bury it down in there, man. Like You got to make it as... Like, it was probably pretty gnarly down there. And Wasn't Zach's it like, the opposite if he stepped on it? That's what we're saying is like if you don't know what the lie yeah. was. So, so, so the USGA rules officials were like, "Hey, man, you gotta, you gotta like, basically make this the like the assumption is that you had a bad lie." And the PGA Tour rules officials were like, "Yo, the assumption is like you had a, you was, it, it was, was fluffy. It went over very yeah. easily, very quickly. And I, this being, and I'm not, I don't know if this is the first rules incident or ruling that Reed has had since then." I was all I have to say about it is like the benefit of the doubt is completely gone here. Sure. And the rules official spent like 10 seconds 
and came in and made a ruling like, oh, yep, you're good. He was just, be, hey, be careful in there. Reed was talking about it being embedded or something. In a, it, you're in the penalty area. There's no embedded ball rule. Yeah. It was just weird. And Kess, uh, Kessler I, got between the camera and the ball as Reed like went down to go pick it up and everything. It was just, again, there's nothing like, noticeable on camera that says for sure that anything happened. But considering all the background on it, it was just so. Weird. I think Azinger so did a really good job at that moment of saying, "Hey, like Patrick Reed needs to be careful here." He's, I got the quote. It's pretty important for Patrick Reed to get it right at this point in his career, and he's going to have to get it right for a long time to come. We're going to watch him like a hawk with the cameras. Like that's as aggressive as they exactly. were willing to get. Like, of course, you're supposed to get it right at this point in your career, and every drop yeah. of your career is kind of the point so, of the integrity. I, of the so game. I just want to. Because I didn't see any of this. He was in a hazard. Yeah. Penalty area. Yeah. Penalty area. Excuse me. Um, volunteer found his ball, moved it while he was moving the grass. Yeah. And then he got it dropped. What, like, he what happened to, like, then? He put it back like from the bottom of the reeds up up into like a better lie because the volunteer moved it and it went to the bottom. Because okay. he's a class act. So he claimed. Uh, like the Neil has a very confused look on his face. That but was but my if you were in a penalty area, like with was Zach in a penalty area? It doesn't the, matter if you're if, if somebody yeah. kicks your ball okay. or something happens, you get even to like it, even in a create the lie. Okay, yeah. I, uh, but I don't know how anyone knew yeah. what the lie was, and yeah. So again, this is not the same as what happened in the. Bahamas. Well, the rule the rules officials are all at Mahalo. You know, they're in their yeah. SSBDs. Well, it, they're probably feeling, like, yeah, for yeah. sure. Come on, and then <laughs> and then after that same round, Todd Lewis walks up and and. Reed gives him just the biggest load of jargon about, you know, like, like, hey, Patrick, last question. I got to ask you about the President's Cup and everything you've been through since since the Hero World Challenge and all that. And Reed's like, yeah, you know, it's just amazing going to play for your country and going to battle with your boys and all that. Well, <laughs> so I, I want to know if how closely Reed follows everything that's been going on with the United States and international foes uh, in recent weeks, because he sounds like he's ready to sign up. When he says, I think the biggest thing is just enjoying going to battle, especially with my team fighting for my country and playing for the red, white, and blue, especially with those guys down there. For the captain to believe in me, as well as the team to believe in me to be a pick, but also go out early and earn a point, it meant a lot. The fans were hostile, as you'd expect, especially going behind enemy lines. But at the same time, I love the game of golf. I never would have missed it. Patrick like, should go over it's, to... It's the, WWE. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's just a... Patrick should go over to the Saudi Arabia event, which is now uh, presented by SoftBank. <laughs> really, your your Chinese boys, yeah, Japanese. Or, or, sorry, Japanese boys, and then uh, and then do a corporate outing in Iran. Uh, is that recent after. with SoftBank? I, I saw it on the on the Euro Tour schedule today. God, that's it's powered by SoftBank. Can we? Uh, are we ready? Can we slide on a bit from the from the century and sure. talk about the new handicap system? Real quick, one yeah. thing on the century. This really, really just pissed me off today. Um, Can we talk about how they had a 10-year extension <laughs> to the deal? Really? <laughs> yeah. They're signed through 2030. Martin Trainer finished dead last by eight shots, 33 shots off the lead. $64,000. You know what? The money's whatever, <laughs> yeah. all right? He earned it from, yeah, it's yeah. tournament champions. He moved up 39 spots in the FedEx Cup this week by finishing mm. dead last. Mm. That's a tough scene. Well, 
I mean, granted, he moved from like Very, two, 225 to, yeah. you know, 186, but he, he, he got the equivalent points. It, like, it doesn't matter if it's the Tournament of Champions or... He got the equivalent of 30th place. 30th place or whatever, 30th, second place or whatever. Like, they don't make any, yeah. any you know, uh, change between this and a normal regular season. You know, They're just trying to get you to notice that. So you talk about the FedEx Cup. You fell for it. You fell right uh, in there. I will track. say this about the Century extension. Of all the tournaments, I think this is one of the best ones for a sponsor. Think about like I remember Hyundai, like Mercedes. You remember it's first tournament of the year. Golf hasn't been, you know, very relevant for most fans for the yeah. last couple months, and it's like, I think it's a very good brand awareness thing. I, so I, I, I completely agree. Right, like but I can 10 see years is nuts. That's a long they time. They struggle with yeah. partners for which in and out on the flip couple. side. After everything that Sony, like their business has been in the tank for forever. <laughs> they had the hacking thing, all that stuff. They have never wavered from the Wildlife event. And I know it makes sense because kind of halfway between the U.S. and Japan. But it's like, man, that's that's some pretty that like that's some pretty remarkable consistency from a from yeah. a company that's been embroiled in some yeah deep shit for a while. Um, can we please talk about the handicap system? I'm so excited. Do you have any this. Advil? Because preemptively, it's going to make my head hurt. <laughs> Just the handicap system? Yeah. I actually think we can kind of explain it that where it makes sense. What do you know about it, Neil? I, well, I read the piece about like maybe what the issues with it would be. Yeah. Where do you keep your handicap? Uh, MGA, Metropolitan Golf Association, unfortunately. They charge me like you know 90 bucks a year. 90? Yeah, Jesus. Like 40 in a lot of places. But New well, York, hey, New York they prices, send, They right? send me a quarterly magazine. Do we get charged? Like, How does that work? Yeah, like, I think you get we get charged, charged through... I think you would get charged. Yeah, through, I don't know. I don't know exactly. How but it it's works. like an e, it's an e club. So they're, it's the only they, time TC pays for golf. I could also play in some you know account. dumb tournaments or whatever. Um, but and no offense to the MGA tournaments. No offense to anyone. So you yeah. can't keep it at Flushing Meadow Pitch and Putt. No, they're not. They're not. They don't have a gym. All <laughs> right. So <laughs> the key components of the new handicap system, which if you're listening to this, I think it's going to come live here Monday, January sixth. Uh, here, as as it might be live right now as we're recording this at twelve oh nine a.m. But so the key components, it's eight of your last 20 scores instead of your instead of 10 of your last 20. Now, I uh, got some of these quotes. This is from the Ryan Harrington's article from Golf Digest talking about all the all the changes. He quotes Steve Edmondson, who is the USGA Director of Handicap and Course Rating, and saying, it allows for greater responsiveness to good scores and rewards more consistent play. First question, how does removing two scores from counting reward consistent play? It seems like it... Doesn't reward consistent play at all. Yeah, that would be seem like the opposite. Uh, and the, the it's twelve oh nine on the oh. sixth. The app is not working, oh. so I assume it's like eight a.m. Yeah, the, it might be. But uh, so yeah, I don't I don't understand the first part. Going from eight eight of I, I I've always hated that it's like ten of twenty because I'm I feel like I'm a pretty streaky player. Yeah, and I just feel like the handicap system takes advantage of me a little bit. And when you're when you go out as a zero and shoot eighty two, it sucks like yeah. a lot. It's pretty embarrassing. But I don't know that that's that's the first one. Um, the index is update overnight now, not every two weeks. That's going to be a disaster for like trying to flight, uh, horrible. Like, yeah. yeah, because basically for turn, I mean, I, and I get it for everyday play, but for tournaments, I think like member stuff, there's going to be I, a, a cutoff or they something. have to set it and forget yeah. it. I think it is, it is nice to like open up. You your also got to be like very, which you should be anyway, obviously, but sometimes you forget to log your scores. So you know you plug it in a couple of days yeah. late or whatever. That's it's like, my big that's thing. That's gonna change some tough stuff too. Like they, people aren't gonna. A lot of times people don't post it right after they play. Yeah. You know they for, you forget to do it or whatever. They keep crowing about this this whole you know oh well if it was a tough day out there, 
it's going to take that into account. So that's but, the next one, yeah. the playing conditions calculations. Which so. I thought was a cool idea, but then read an article. It <laughs> yeah. was like, well, what if it's what if it's windy in the morning and perfectly sunny? Like it was at Jack's Beach yesterday. Yeah. Or, you know, rainy and then it's windy. I think in general, that's going to even itself out. I don't think somebody's going to play on the bad side of a draw. Like you the just whole got, rest you of just got a bad draw. You got a bad draw. Yeah, true. Rubber the green. But like if for the people that are the the people that play first off, like every morning. Yeah. And it's warm. And if you live in a warm climate and you're like one of those guys that goes first off and you have no wind and you have no one holding you up and like you can zoom through the course, like that's going to, I don't know. I don't know. I'm willing to let this play out a little bit, but I'm suspect based on well, this. Well, you one sound article. like the uh, UK and Ireland. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be the world handicap That's system. They're issue. like, hey, yeah, we're just gonna wait and see. It's like <laughs> the whole the whole thing was to unify this and get the UK and Ireland on board, basically. And then now it's like, all right, we're the guinea pigs. We're gonna eat this shit for a little bit on it. And I think the biggest problem is they've they've been totally per usual. They've been totally ham fisted about rolling it out to individual state golf associations. Like I. I retweeted that article from Golf Digest, the one that we're referencing, and I had no less than like four or five different people who, you know, uh, club pros, uh, state golf association, like director of competitions in the Southeast, actually multiple reached out and they said like, we've, we've been totally in the dark. There's been zero communication from the USGA. It's like sneaking on up on everybody. But those guys are, are those guys on board? Those are the guys that are supposed to be implementing it yeah. Yeah. on a day-to-day basis and directing their, like like the Georgia State Golf Association. Like those guys are supposed to be helping their thousand or whatever member clubs implement it, and they're just as in the dark as we are. So here's the, 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 the two that are the Damn. most troublesome, I think, about this about the new system, are this new concept of net double bogeys being your max score. So, like, depending on your handicap range, if you're, like, a 10 to 19 handicap, the max score you can take is a 7. If you're above that, max score you can take is an 8. And if you're, like, anything 9 or below, you most you can take is, like, a double bogey for equitable uh, stroke control. Which, actually, I, I made a I made a triple, like a, 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 like a net double the other day, and I had to go back and exactly. correct so, the score. If you get a triple... On a hole that you get a stroke on, like that, that is now your maximum. It's like helping you. It's like helping better players sandbag. Pretty much, yeah. Right, I think so. Yeah. Say that to me one more time. So, like, you, it's really going to be confusing for people because if you're getting a stroke, you're the maximum score you can take on it now is gross. Like, as a, a, a par four, but you're getting a stroke. Yeah. Your maximum you can take used to be a six. Yeah. Now it's a seven. Yeah. If I'm getting a stroke. Based off of yeah, like your handicap. Okay, so if you're a five handicap, so the five, so and I'm and I'm and I'm playing the second hardest hole on the course. Yes, so and now my I could get a triple there. Correct, because it's a net double. Correct. So people are gonna have to like be very conscious of where they got when they're already pissed off and yeah, don't care. Like yeah, you're gonna have to remember. Well, which I do think the new scoring entering uh, depending on where you enter your scores, you are either allowed or encouraged to enter hole-by-hole scores. Are they going to use, like, is that part of the reason? Are they going to use that to help handicap, like, or re-handicap some courses? I, I would hope so. I, I, I don't, I'm not exactly Okay, so, sure. but then that's, like, I had an app before um, where the only way you could plug in your scores was hole-by-hole. And I found that to be so annoying because of, like, I'm trying to post my score two days later. I remember what I shot. I don't have my, I don't have my scorecard on me. So now I can't plug the yeah. score in. Because I think you can do either or. I don't think you have okay. to do whole thing. Uh, that's all I need to do. I, I was like, to that's gonna, that is yeah. a, such a turnoff. Yeah. Like, I know you should post right after you play, but sometimes yeah. you just, 
it doesn't happen, right? Well, here is where things I think get the most wonky. And so this guy, Dean Knuth, I assume is how you say it, wrote the article for Golf Digest. To be fair, he sounds like Dean had quite a lot to do with coming up with the current system. Sounds like he actually made the current system. Dean Ween. He uh, old school. He has <laughs> what he calls serious concerns with some of the details of the new system in an effort to create a one-size-fits-all process every golf association can accept. I believe the world handicap system is a downgrade from the old USGA system. And he gives a lot of reasons why. But one of them being, so you used to come up, a lot of people don't do this properly. Um, I just learned how to do this this year, so I'm not <laughs> preaching from this. But your course handicap is your index times the slope, rate, slope rating divided by 113. That's how you come up with like, hey, this is how many strokes I get from these T's. That blew my course. mind. You never knew how to do that? <laughs> no, I never <laughs> that knew how until, to do that. Until I read this yeah. article. Uh, and also, if you have the Gin app, like you can also like choose a course and tease, and it will calculate your handicap. I knew, th- yeah, I knew that. You used to do that, but that's how. But it I does never it. knew the one thirteen yes. thing. So now it's the same thing: handicap index times slope rating divided by one thirteen. Follow along if you can. One thirteen is part. like it's it's like golf pie. So the the formula part's going to be hard. <laughs> that's a great take. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be hard to follow here, but then you also add the course rating minus the par. Okay, so basically what this is going to do is cause a ton of variability between the amount of strokes you get from one set of tees to the other. So like I looked it up at Jack's Beach, the gold tees are something along the lines of just under 73 course rating. So if my... um, Is it really a four-stroke differential between the... I two think. sets of tees. Oh, it's uh, so it's uh, it's like three. It's like three strokes. It's high sixty nine for the blues and and low and high seventy two for the golds. But so what that does, you take. But it's a par seventy one course. Yeah. So like, let's take your index times the slope, whatever. You take the course rating and then you subtract the par. So if we play golds and let's say let's just say it's seventy three, but it's par seventy one. You are automatically just adding two shots to whatever your course handicap is for playing the gold tees. Now, hey, tee it forward, guys. If we played the uh, blue tees, which is like a 69 and a half for a par 71, you take your index and you just subtract off 1.5. Like random, like par, we've talked about par this many times. Par, par is, is irrelevant. Very relevant. But apparently with a new system, we're bringing par in for some reason, which course rating has already factored in the difficulty of the golf course. Yeah, The par of it means absolutely nothing. So like everyone having to change their index well and it, and, it, and it totally goes against the entire ethos of what the usj yeah. has been trying to advertise of hey tee it forward like they're they're basically saying if you want like if you want more strokes and you and you drive the ball relatively well tee it back yeah and this guy yeah. argues basically the par is so arbitrary that it adds nothing but noise to the calculation for example where once a course handicap was a 12 from the back and middle tees and an 11 from the front under the new calculations there would be much larger variations, as many as 18 shots in some instances between tees, which I don't know where he gets that math. That might be like legitimately the biggest ends of the spectrum possible. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people are playing, you but know. But even if it's five or six, like. Well, so so go back to, say, for instance, uh, when we were doing Sauce season three and we're figuring out. Yeah. How to you know which like which tees to play at Pasa Tiempo mm-hmm. or which tees to play at Harding Park? It's gonna behoove, uh, it's gonna behoove me to take us back as far as possible. Like me, me being yeah. the higher handicap, it's gonna it's gonna behoove 
like let's say you and I are playing you're going to want to keep moving back. To, I'm going to yeah. want to play the freaking championship tees. No, you're just going to want to play whatever I play. Like there's no advantage. Like if if you have a higher a mid handicapper and a low handicapper, there's no there's the no mid handicapper's not going to want to move up a box. Exactly. Like they're gonna, you're going to like play back a box to play because you're going to get more shots out of that um, compared to yeah. There's just not nearly Does, it's, it's over factoring the tee boxes. Is yeah. there a reason in there for why the USGA brought par into this? I, I don't see a, I don't know of a reason. So like for the, in this example, again, you as scratch golfer are no longer zero handicaps everywhere. So basically if you're a zero, no matter where you, you take the handicap, like you're going to be like a zero essentially. Yeah. Um, Cause you're like doing the math on the part, the, the one third, the slope rating, like zero times, whatever you could be anywhere from a plus 12 to a six handicap onto the new system on a to, depending on what tees you you choose that seems that's outrageous which again is ext- uh, it's, it's, it's a, extreme uh, it's, it's extreme but it's still the you have to play a is. par 72 course uh at, that's course rated 60 to be a plus 12 but yes it's which is insane but basically things are going to be changing so in other words one of the courses that they're playing on strapped mm-hmm. i didn't want to say <laughs> I didn't want to I'm say it. I'm kidding, Neil. <laughs> I knew we were going to go there. I knew it. Uh, here's an observation of all this. Personally, I never really understood the handicap system to begin with and its flaws. And so I think the USGA just has a tough time even explaining the basics of it and like kind of uses the, oh, we want to get everybody included. Like, you know, the UK and Ireland aren't involved, but then they, they just can't. Explain this stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, well, kind of explaining but, why but they're the doing it is like that too, the UK and Ireland aren't even on board. Not yet. even on board. And, and that's you know, the whole that's point to me is like, what are we even doing? Exactly. Then? The whole overall point is like, all right, yes, if this is totally implemented successfully, people from the US will be able to play against people from the UK and Ireland much easier. Which it, seems like, like a very small many, sample size of people. Yeah, like anybody that's playing. Like friendlies across the pond are professional golfers, right? Like or or not- your or your Wes Harden from Greenville Country, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like a very small subset of like international members in Ireland. Yeah. Like I don't know, yeah. it just doesn't seem like the real problem well, that needed to be solved. I do want to see it roll out. It also says in the original article that do not expect your handicap to move, but your index to move by more than point one or point two. Okay, like it's not going to blow up your index. However, the applicability of it. And I wonder if people are even going to know to do that. But that's, that's what I mean. I don't think people yeah. use, like, you're saying all this stuff. I'm like, man, I didn't even know that's how. Yeah. It's usually like when I go play with friends that don't play a ton of golf, it's like, right. what's your handicap? It's, it's like this. All right, cool. You're getting five strokes from me. Yeah. You know, you're getting whatever. It's very, like, I think, I it's think almost just like a benchmark thing. Randy will be a very good person to, we can calculate his handicap the old way and then his handicap the new way because he's, he'll, he'll, have, he'll have a couple of 74s on there. But Randy's like is one of the people that will pay the highest price, I think. Exactly. Because like he's gonna have to move back boxes or give up a lot of shots. And like he is doesn't hit it that far, so he he actually loses a lot of shots moving mm-hmm. back. I don't know. Maybe it'd be an interesting case study. Um, all right, we're gonna do a couple we got a lot of good tweets, a lot of questions, and then uh, we're gonna wrap it. It is getting pretty late here. Uh, Tommy Two Putts, one of the best Twitter handles. Uh, what's more likely to happen this year? Brooks win multiple majors. The tour enforces enforces a slow play penalty on a non-Asian amateur. Uh, Reed gets caught cheating again, and the Strat Boys hit the mega bonus. What's most likely? Most well, likely? Define caught cheating. Because he got 
yeah, caught yeah. cheating he last time. But he said again. No, no, but oh. well, but they did, like That's true. did he really get vigilante caught cheating? Caught cheating. Okay. Mega bonus. As, yeah. my, as as the franchise once told me, if you don't vote for yourself, who should? If you're not for, be an advocate for, for yourself, for MVP. Yeah. All right. So mega bonus all day. I bet they, I bet they enforce slow play on somebody. Do they have? Are they ready with like the, a penalty system though? Like they're going to hit somebody going over forty, being out of position. I think that that's under the current rules. That's the only way they can do it. If you're out of position on the clock and you take over forty seconds for a shot. Which seems like a weird flex at this point, I would think. I but. bet they do it just just to say, "Hey, look at us! We're yeah. we're enforcing the rules Whew. for the first time but, ever." Uh, what if that guy's kids don't get to go to college because of it? Who can say? Yeah, gosh, that, I would hate to see that. It would be just heartbreaking. You know, yeah. even even Martin Trainer's future children are going to college. So you're <laughs> saying it's likely they enforce a slow play? He is. I think the most likely thing is. Uh, that the strap boys hit the mega bonus. Oh, come on. Yeah. So you're you're the scummy courses you'll go to. You're shorting Brooks. <laughs> I don't think he wins multiple majors All right. this year. All right, yeah. Brooks. Brooks is listening, guys. It's, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Here it comes. Fuck uh, you, Sally. Sakumba. Uh, Barry. Barry. Shout to Barry. Windy and soft at Wildlight today. JT pulls a Jimmy Walker circa 2015 and cleans up the Hawaii swing, right? Mm. After Mid- what he did Mr. at Wildlight. Mr. 257? I bet. I would. I would. I, he would be my. I, I didn't tell anyone this, not a single soul this week, but he was my pick to win this week. <laughs> uh, and I would think he, I think he's going to win again this week again. That'd be sweet. I've, I've, I've been telling ZB he should just go ahead and win I get it over with, lock up his card for a couple more years. and Yeah. That'd be great. That'd be sick. Yeah. Um, great, great track for him. Ricky Legumes. So this broadcast has been kind of good. Is it Rolf? The No Cut Limited Field? Hawaii? Primetime? Is it okay that Zinger is growing on me while acknowledging he says weird and dumb things? I saw that tweet. I agree with all the things he said. I agree, too. I think he just basically wrapped it in a bow what we just talked about. Zinger kept talking about the corner office earlier, which is basically <laughs> Zing- the C-suite. I didn't watch a ton of golf this week, but I heard, like, I think three different times Zinger talk about uh, Matt Wolf lifting his left foot. Yeah. <laughs> watch this right here. Watch him lift his left foot. <laughs> like, Am I watching a replay here? Um uh, all right, B, this is always one of my favorites. we got to do as early in the year as possible. B, stakes, no BS. Uh, number one ranked player in the world on 12-31-2020. Number one ranked player in the world? At the end of this year, yeah. You guys are looking at me like i got to go first. I'm going to say the McRib. I was going to say McRib, too. Say something, say something crazy, Neil. No, I, honestly, JT, after yeah. the stats I just saw about he youngest player... Him, Jack, Sam Sneed, and Tiger to win, what is it, 29? No. How many tournaments? He's won 12 tournaments now. 12 before the age of 27. That stat you shared earlier on Twitter about basically just detonating speed. Yeah, I didn't mean to. Speed died so JT could live. It puts it in perspective. Well, JT's last six starts, I'm excluding the Hero Challenge in honor of Tron. Thank um, you. But he was win T3. Uh, I, I lost the page, but like T17, win, T4, win. And Randy says he's not a killer. Well, yeah. but it's cool. Like he, and he won today ugly. He's won running away. He's won ugly. It's almost like he's just getting more and more comfortable doing it. Like I would say, I'd say JT. Yeah. Um, the best hole, SM Elliott 11, best hole at Kapalua. I want to apologize. Earlier, I said fifteen. It was actually sixteen. I was talking about the par four with short par four. That's the TC way. Stat boy. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite hole at Kapalua? 
I think 16. 16, okay. That, that, that false front, and then when they put the pin up front, right over the false front, but then you can use the slope right behind the pin, that's dope. I love that. Do you have an answer, Neil? 17 and 18, because they both look the same to me. Because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> they're the same, the same hole. So <laughs> I like the 11, the par 3. That's cool. It goes down the hill. That's a really cool hole, I think. Um, Icy Shanks, does the PGA Tour golf need uh, to always have a villain like Patrick Reed? I think we kind of covered yes. that one. But like, yes, yes. It helps. Stay and I hope he it. continues to wear black on Sundays. Um, He's the Undertaker. Ben Abraham J., who's the best player going into 2020 that no one seems to be talking out talking about. Also, shout out to all the nesticles out there. Wait. Uh, is that what we're calling them? Nesticles? I guess, apparently. Nestians? Best player that nobody's talking about. I have an answer for this, and I said it, I think, on the last last pod as well, or the one with Porter. It It's John Rahm. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's the forgotten man. He's been so good. Second half of the year was unreal. He won the race to Dubai. It's not a secret to anyone across the pond, but I feel like he's kind of gotten just kind of forgotten about on this side. Um, hmm. I don't know. I'd probably have to watch more golf to answer that question. <laughs> I thought that's where that was going to end. Yeah. I, I'm not going to. No take because I don't have a good one. Like, I don't like him and. You know, I'm not proud to partner with Morgan Stanley. Ah, good answer. But I feel like I haven't heard about Justin Rose in oh, yeah. at least six months. Yeah. That's, that's kind of like I his career, though. That's like, right. yeah. he's always been like that. I kind of forgot about him. Um, I think that's a pretty close to being it. You guys have anything to I, I had There was one you? question in there that said, uh, it was a question like, why does Hawaiian clothing get so much, like Hawaiian shirts get so much love? It's like, can we spread that around to like other parts of the country? I thought that was a good take. But do other parts of the country have their own shirts? Well, that's why it was kind of thought-provoking, because then I was like, I had to start thinking about it. Not really, but what if maybe other regions should, like, develop their own clothing? Did you like uh, Rick's outfits all week? Rick. Ricky Fowler? Rick Fowler. Uh, yeah, for sure. What's BDR. not to like about pineapples? BDR. Big Dick Rick. Yeah. I, but I, th- I thought that was just a uh, thought-provoking question, and I wanted, to, with you this week. I wanted to, to shout him out for that. All right. One thing I had to add, uh, I was just poking around a little bit tonight. I was, I was curious if they're, if the, a if they were doing the Aon Risk Reward Challenge again this year, b if the Aon Risk Reward Challenge hole at Kapalua was eighteen, because how would you handle that yeah. if the guys are playing it over and over again in a playoff? Oh. But it was actually I think fourteen is the Aon Risk Reward Challenge hole. But then I saw Jason Day is leading. Jason Day and Kierdek Afibonrat are leading at. Minus one point or one point five under par on the Aon Risk Reward Challenge holes. Uh, Jason Day has ten rounds. Appy Barnett has four rounds of qualifying. So Jason Day is getting ahead of it, so he can he shut can it withdraw. down early. <laughs> I can early see that was going from a I was going to say, why are you calling out the Aon Risk Reward <laughs> Challenge so hard? It just that just stuck out to me. Um, but uh, but yeah. All right. God, some agency person is just loving that <laughs> last part of the take. Did you hear? Did you hear him call it out? Did you hear Tron Carter call Tron it the, Carter <laughs> on the No Laying Up podcast? He's he's, he's pimping us, man. I have one question because I'm curious because it's going to be very different answers from both of you guys. Who do you think has the better season out of Morikawa, Hovland, Wolf, or Joaquin Neiman? Hmm. I want to burn on this. this I, want to, I want to spend some extra time on this in a future episode. I was okay. thinking to answer that question about the best player no one's talking about is, was Joaquin Neiman. Going into the President's Cup, I felt that way. I was like, man, that's, this guy's like, 
unbelievable. But then, you know, they were analyzing his golf swing, talking about how it's probably not very consistent, like with how he moves his head and stuff. I think, and then, I mean, I guess you could say Wolf is unorthodox too. I haven't seen Hovland play in feels like six months. I don't know. He's 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 resting right now. He's going to be back. In, I think it's Hovland. I think Hovland is the biggest yeah. year. Is my answer. I'd say, but Wolf is. I'd say Wolf. Wolf I'm going to say be, Morikawa. Okay, Wolf is going to be better than I think people people think. I mean, he won last year on tour, he, but he's like literally he's he's should be in college right yeah. now. And we're going to like watch him play out his junior year on the PGA Tour. I mean, should, I think all these guys should be in college, right? Yeah, Neiman's twenty. Yeah. Um, yes. I, if if I have any concerns about Morikawa, it's that he's too polished. He might be too good. Um, also, I just I was I'm kind of flummoxed by Xander, like not executing there at the end. That was weird. It was bizarre. I know he looked so solid up yeah. until then. It looked like he was just. That, that was I, out of I, it, it felt out of there. character. It's not like we. It's not like we've seen Xander. He, we saw him do it th- here last year. He got gusted on, but it's not. It's almost like uh, we expected him to close, be, even though the the body of work isn't there. I Does that make in, sense? I put in my notes. Like I'm always so impressed by Shoffley when he's under the gun. He's so steady and and yeah. totally in control. And that was when that was after. Which know, he still he was. He just three putt. He got. It looked yeah. like. Yeah. When, I know we're kind of laughing about it, but if you, if a guy's saying he got gusted on, like that ball, that's a pro does not hit a putt that far past. Like mm-hmm. something yeah. weird happened there. It's new, new grass. I don't, I don't know what to attribute it to, but that was really weird how that played. I, I liked his, I liked his post round interview too. He's like, I should have won that tournament. Yeah, Everybody knows I should have won it. it. Like, I like Shoffley. Well, I yeah. think he blew that one putt, the first eagle putt, by just because he's trying to make it. Yeah. Answer this as quickly as you can. Okay. How many uh, Ryder Cups has Xander Shoffley played in? Uh, one. Zero. Zero. Oh, crap. Isn't that nuts? <laughs> That's yeah, he wasn't in Paris. That's right. That's going to I feel like guys year. always play in more, more President's Cups than you, you would have ever imagined and far less Ryder Cups. Because they never take like rookies as captain's yeah. picks for the Ryder Cup. So, all right, cool. Let's wrap it at that. We're going to a lot. Uh, we're going to be hitting the, uh, this, the West Coast swing hard and heavy here in the next couple months. Uh, good to get it started here. Safe travels to the Strat Boys. Uh, heading out somewhere. Listen, that's that's location. private. That's private. Make sure you take your CBD, Randy. Yeah. Randy snores. Yeah, that's true. You can't so. tell the people we're going on Strat. Now they're all going to be riding. I didn't say you were going on Strat. I said, God, dude, I said you're blowing going, our cover, I man. Said to the Strat Boys, you just blew your own cover. <laughs> well, we're not going on a Strat trip. Find a new slayer. Okay. Nothing to see here. Wrapping at that. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in. Crack on. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect.